Just a heads up before we start, in this episode we talk about substance abuse, so if that's something that you are personally dealing with and you are ready for help, there is the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration helpline that you can call 24 hours a day, 1-800-662-HELP, it's 1-800-662-4357, and there are also tons of, you know, local meetings that you can try to get yourself into. And there's also resources for family members and friends who are uh, dealing with this as well. Narconon, Al-Anon, Alatine. So make sure you're taking care of yourselves. And the real first step is knowing that you need help and are willing to get it. So if you're at that point, then good luck. The following is brought to you with no commercial interruptions. Listen Welcome back to the Better Band Podcast. This is Brandon and my guest today to talk about the song Habit is Bob Remington. Hello, Bob. Hey, Brandon. How are you? I am doing well. And you? I'm great. Thanks. Uh, thanks so much for having me back. These are, uh, oh, these are always fun. They're fun to do. Oh, good. That's, I'm, I'm glad you enjoy. You're, you're my, my neighbor to the south. I so, am your uh... neighbor to the south. We are fellow <laughs> Nevadans. Yes. Not oh, Nevadans, Nevadans. No. Getting, gotta get ready to caucus, right? Oh, that That's time right. So when we're recording this, oh well, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, so this Eddie Vedder solo song kind of brought it into no code. Um, crap, I'm gonna have to edit this because uh, I thought of something else. <laughs> Put it in right down, and let me look. Oh, it's not there. Oh, why didn't I take a picture? Okay, crap. Um, what was I saying? Blah, 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 something. From Jamie song. Oh, I could kind of start over with that again. Yeah, it's all good. Or maybe just start over again. Yeah, we'll just fucking right, right. Just start over. Right. <laughs> That's better. <laughs> Only just said hi. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll do my best. That shouldn't be too bad, too hard to create <laughs> that magic, right? Welcome to Season 4, Episode 7 of the Better Band Podcast, an all-encompassing trip through the Pearl Jam catalog. I'm your host, Brandon Palomo. Each episode, my guest and I go track by track through every album, soundtrack, and single to discover why you simply can't find a better band. Welcome back to the Better Band Podcast. This is Brandon, and today we're talking about the song Habit with my guest, Bob Remington. Welcome back, Bob. Thanks, Brandon. Thanks for having me. It's uh, always fun to do these. I appreciate you letting me do it. Oh, of course. I got to have you on. You're my neighbor to the south. Woohoo! Nevadans. Not, yep. Nevad- not Nevadans, Nevadans. That's right. Got to get ready to caucus. We're going to do it. <laughs> oh, that time stamps when we're recording this. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's almost like we have this part of the uh, the podcast rehearsed. Huh? <laughs> that was anyway. That's great. Anyway, uh, this song today is an Eddie Vedder written tune that he brought to the band um, after playing this with Mike Watt uh, on their uh, ball hug or tugboat promotional yep. tour. Yep. Yeah. I think uh, yeah, Mike Watt was just great. Uh, well, still is not was. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to kill him off early, but is a great uh, bass player. And uh, yeah, he had that album and a lot of. There was a whole lot of people that 
were on that album with him, uh, Ball Hog or Tugboat. Um, but you know, Ed, George Clinton, Flea. Yeah, and and Eddie Vedder had done uh, vocals on one of the songs um, uh, against the '70s. Anyway, he, they did the Mike Watt did a tour, but I think was the record companies couldn't say all the people that were out there. But yeah, this group was pretty much Mike Watt and Eddie Vedder, Dave Grohl, Pat Smear, and William Goldsmith, who's also a drummer. But and he would drum when Dave Grohl wasn't drumming, and Dave Grohl was guitaring in this whole little sort of '90s grunge supergroup. Uh, Eddie also did background vocals for Big Train too. You can you can hear him in the background on right. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, so they uh, uh, he performed Habit. Uh, I know at least on a show um, recorded in May that they ended up releasing on called the Ringspiel Tour. They did Habit, and uh, it's uh, that was before Pearl Jam first played it in June, like a month month and a half before. And it was uh, it, it's great. It's um, it's very raw. The bass the bass is very aggressive. <laughs> later in Colorado, June 19th, 95, and uh, yep. I saw their second performance of this song. You did? On my first, my first uh, Pearl Jam show, yeah. And where was that at? That was in Sacramento. Oh, in Sacramento, so that was the second time they did it? Yeah, and uh, wow. they played it and didn't know what was going on. They just hear them, they played that in Lucan, and um, for the or for the first time I heard him, it was just like I don't know what the hell these songs are. What are they doing? They're just kind of yelling and blah, 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 blah. right, right. Because you're just there on a, essentially on a Vitology tour show, and then yeah. uh, they bust these out. And yeah, if if they were to bust those two shows out, and I didn't know what was coming, I might think that the fire alarm was going off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <and laughs> it could it could have been inspired from them uh, Bad Religion opening for them, and so they maybe thought they needed to. Uh, a little, a little energy, a little punkness to that. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes well. That, that actually does make some sense. Yeah, and if uh, if you have the uh, the CD or vinyl, if you have the uh, the C uh, Polaroids, then that's uh, it's number nine C, and you get to see the lyrics in there along with the uh, the alternate lyric. They're speaking as an individual who will see the year two thousand. Right, as opposed and, to speaking as a child of the '90s. Right, and like on the um, on the Pearl Jam on their website, on the lyrics, those are the lyrics that are published there. The speaking is an individual who will see the year 2000. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, in getting ready to talk to you, I listened to every version I have. I went down a crazy streaming service wormhole. I listened to about 42 <laughs> versions of this song, and I never once. Heard him say, speaking as an individual who will see the year 2000. So I don't know if he's ever <laughs> actually said that live. Speaking as just a normal human being determined to see the year 2000. Or not, but it, uh, it yeah, that's funny because it's always, well, 
it's always speaking as a child of the 90s. Speaking as a child of the 90s. Or sometimes, you know, there was a lot of them. He just didn't say anything. And then sometimes he, you could tell he was in a weird mood and be like, sometimes I feel like a donut. He said that one night. So whatever. <laughs> sometimes I feel like a donut too. <laughs> what, was that a, a Germany show? I think actually, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's the, uh, the Ich B9 Berliner uh, reference there. Well, there you go. Well, see, there you go. I didn't even put that together. Oh yes, of course. That's we 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 get the uh, the hardcore weird ass. <laughs> wow, pop culture ish history knowledge that, going in. That is funny. I never even I didn't even put that together. Yeah. Huh. I am a donut. Yeah, and uh, of course that's of uh, a an inspiration from uh, Mike Watt in. Against the 70s. Against, against the 70s, right. Speaking as a child of the 70s, right. Speaking as a child of the 70s. Yep, and the uh, the picture on the Polaroid is some weird-looking fibrous meat something or other. I, it always reminded huh. me of an insect for some reason. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what it is. I don't, I don't know. I'm to... Barbecue chicken or something. <laughs> kind of torn apart. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I uh, I'm not sure. I don't have that Polaroid. I don't know. I those. I'd have to take a look at that. Yeah, but um, let's see. What's uh, what do you have to say about this song? Why did you pick it for what you wanted to talk about? Sure. Well, you know, I just, I still, even when I listen to it now, I remember listening to No Code when I first got it, when it first came out. Of course, you know, whenever twelve o two in the morning, right? And you know, like everybody, you're listening to those first tracks. It was very different. The whole album was real different, you know, just not really sure what's going on. Kind of like anytime they put out a record, those first tracks, you're like, what's, what's going on here? And then you, you know, then you get into it. But I remember when this song came on, I just like, I kind of remember sitting on the edge of my seat because the song just sounds so urgent and so sort of desperate, you know, it's very, you know, it's very hard that, that kind of, I don't want to say guitar riff, but that kind of guitar part in the middle almost sounds like, um, the European siren, you know, when you hear them, doo, 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 doo. it just, it sounds very desperate. I remember, plus, you know, Ed's voice, you know, whether it's live or it's on the record, the way he does that song, you're listening to what he has to say, because it, there is such, you know, he is, he is, he is, he's violently singing this song and, and you know, it's a, no wonder he can't do it every single night, but he, there's just such aggression. So I just remember being really kind of like, holy shit, this is, uh, this is, this is an intense tune. You know, I didn't really know what it was about at the time, you know, I'm thinking, you know, never thought you'd have it. Okay. And, you know, as you, you know, later learn, I believe it's, you know, written about Mike and the trouble that Mike was going through. And, you know, I don't know if that's officially true or not, but it, it just, so, you know, I didn't want to talk about it because of, you know, Mike struggling, but that's not what I'm trying to say, but I, it, the, yeah, but I just, it, it was, it, the song sounded very desperate, very urgent. Mm -hmm. You know, it might've been, you know, it's up for debate. It might've been the hardest, punkest, punkiest, punkest, punkiest song in their first four records, maybe only behind like, maybe behind Spin the Black Circle or Whipping, but you know, it just like, it's, it was just hard core. And, you know, it was on the record before a song you'll talk about in a couple of weeks, you know, with Luca, which is also just kind of like dead, you know, well, you'll talk about that later, but it, it just, it caught, it caught my attention as a very desperate song. And so I've always, I've always liked it. I know a lot of people kind of write it off. They kind of don't like it. Um, I've always enjoyed it. It's a song that, 
you know, like I told, I told you, I listened to about 40 versions. It seems like of those 40 versions, I think they get it. Their guitars tuned right, maybe like 18 of those 40 times. So it's, it's interesting. <laughs> I don't know what the tuning on it is, but it seems like someone's always, um, seems like one, you know, cause Ed plays guitar, Stone plays guitar, Mike plays guitar on this song. And it seems like one of them is always out of tune. I don't know, you know, who, if it's consistent, but it, it's not, it doesn't translate great live, but when it does, when they get it on, you know, when they get it on key and on, you know, it's great. I love it. When I first heard it was as the B-side to the Who You Are single, which was released on July 30th, 1996, before the album came out. And it is oh, right, it right. is a very, it's a very jarring to hear Who You Are and then hear this song right after it, not knowing, <laughs> yeah. like, what the sure. hell is this? What's going on? Yeah. Two side, two extremes. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it was just so single. intense. It, it, yeah, and it's the first song on uh, on side two, on the vinyl, too, right. if, you ha- if you have it like that. so Right, yeah. it's just, Yeah, it's very much uh, get out of your seat and pay attention to what I'm saying. It's, uh, it's in drop D tuning, so that's... It's not too hard of a, a tuning to to switch to. It's just uh, right. one string you you detune. And you know, they, yeah, they don't play it a lot live, but they. I mean, he's. I mean, they even played it uh, in Europe last time they were out there. So it's not on the shelf. But I just, like I said, I don't think uh, I don't think Ed can do that to his voice. You know, three nights a week. That's uh, it's 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 a uh, it's it's strong. <laughs> <laughs> You know, did you had you had you heard the same? You know, you know, this is about Mike. I mean, do you think it's specifically about Mike, or is that just kind of the rumor mill? Or, um, I kind of thought it was just um just in 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 hearing you know just because Mike had uh, had some substance abuse problems around right. that time and everything too, and it was uh, starting to to get his act together and stuff. And I mean, it kind of also then connects you a little bit to save you as well. Sure. Thinking about it That's that right. way. But it, it, yep. it, it could just be about, I don't know, maybe just people in the music industry, people that are, you know, other musicians, other artists too, because it's, it's, you know, if you're in music, a lot of, a lot of people have that, that same switch in them for, uh, for uh, addiction. Well, right. And I think that I had, I think I heard or, read or something somewhere that Jack had brought something Jack Irons had brought some to the table. Cause of course he's playing on this record. Cause he had dealt with, um, uh, what was his name? Halal, Halal was his name from red. Hot, yeah. From the red hot chili from, peppers uh, when he was in yeah. there with him and he had dealt with it. And so then if they're, uh, you know, at this show that, you know, Ed's playing with Mike Watt, you've got Dave Grohl and Pat Smear from Nirvana in there and they've dealt with it with Kurt, you know, so it, it, yeah, I think that there could, it might not be specifically, uh, about Mike and could be about really any other lost Seattle people. I don't, when did, uh, when did Lane, St- uh, Lane Staley die? I don't remember when he died. Uh, 2002, but, uh, so that was before that, but yeah, but, but been... mad season was around right. that time though, too. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. That's right. He, he so was perhaps. around. And, yeah. So yeah, it's, uh, but <laughs> Pearl Jam's unique in the fact that they can go ahead and, you know, make a song like glorified G about Dave A in the band and, you know, singing it to his face every night and a song like habit, if it's about Mike and, you know, <laughs> and, and singing it to his face every night, it's, you know, there, I don't know that many people can get away. Like that seems like an HR nightmare, like four guys at work on, let's go, <laughs> let's go attack the four, let's go attack the fifth guy. I just, but uh, it's, they, they have a way of getting away with it and people hear it. It's great. Yeah. It's, it's always, I don't know, hard 
when somebody that you're close to is in that situation too because it's it's there's there's no real logic to it it's sort of like oh you know it's it's doing this to you can't you see it just stop and it's you know there's it's being possessed it's another it's another entity that's inside of you that's sort of guiding your hand and uh, there's a lot of you know i think i think that's part of what makes addiction a, a mental health sort of problem because it it does that to you it it changes your brain chemicals and it's it's not you it's this weird you know these chemicals that are floating in your brain that's making you act a weird way it's yeah it's an absolute dysfunction it's not a it's not someone just uh choosing to do something all the time yeah choosing choosing to self-destruct it's just it's consuming you is exactly right you know and i thought this is this might be a real stretch you know hear what you think about it but Sometimes when I hear this song, I think, uh, you know, music, when I'm talking musically, I wonder if it's musically sort of meant to symbolize sort of a drug trip, if you will. In other words, like it's real frantic, real frantic, and then it kind of comes to an end and you think the song is going to end and then it doesn't end and it goes, you know, so maybe you've got another hit or whatever, and then mm-hmm. it goes frantic, 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 and then it kind of, because the song almost, you think it's going to end almost twice before it actually doesn't and in fact it on the record it doesn't end it they just have to fade it out because mm-hmm. perhaps symbolically that's just the continuation this this just goes on and on and on i don't know i it just I, sometimes i thought i wonder if that's what they were trying to convey because it's bang yeah, bang yeah. bang and then kind of you know just mellows like you think it's over then bang 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 and i don't know what do you think about that no yeah i, th- I think as you were saying it too it's kind of like oh yeah you know the fade the fade out because it's just sort of you know going on and on and on you don't know when it's going to stop and it's sort of you just gotta walk away at some point and be kind of like ah well because it's not it's not normal uh, for pearl jam on the records to fade usually they end. they don't you know they don't fade out many songs so i wonder if that was just kind of the symbolism there too that this just this could go on forever Mm -hmm. (laughs) so we're just out on our own because otherwise this could go on forever yeah and it's not really a song too that's built for jamming no not really yeah there's no real you know guitar soloing or you know yeah it's not it's it's more uh I think the, you know, probably the most pronounced instrument is probably Ed's voice or, you know, or just a, you know, real thumping bass, but, you know, mm-hmm. the drums are, you know, drums, Jack Irons drums are real strong in this one, at least on the, on the, on the album recording, you know, when they play it live now, any drum, you know, Matt's banging them, but it's, you know, I think Ed's voice is probably the primary instrument really. And with the, with the, uh, specifically with the harder songs too, when you hear Jack playing the drums, it's sort of like, ah, it's, it sounds kind of plodding just because it's Jack's just going like, you know, you know, and he might do it a little bit faster, but it's, but it's really holding down the beat and it's really giving a strong backbone to everybody else spinning off of that and, and, and giving everybody else a real line to follow as they're going through the song. And, and, you know, and Matt will be able to do it faster and it'll do it a little bit more flashier and stuff. And so it's, it's kind of, strange to hear that he's kind of like oh this is kind of a punk song but it's not real punk drumming to it sure, so sure. it does have yeah. a real it it does sort of separate that from you know it's like oh this is definitely you know pearl jam it's like uh, pearl jam doing a punk yeah, song you're right. or whatever but it's not really a punk song because of those because of those drums i think yeah you're right it's a great point you're you're damn right i have this podcast i gotta <laughs> <laughs> your point your point yeah, is well taken I gotta, sir i gotta have those 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 hot takes swing for the fences 
That's right. Yeah, that's no, that's, you're right. That's that is that that's you're right. Uh, I'm sitting here think going through a bunch of different punk songs in my head, and the, yeah, you're you're chalk that one up. Do you think it's something that they could bring back? Do you think it's it's it has a place in uh, in where Pearl Jam sort of is today? You mean you know playing it live, or do you mean you know does the song hold up? What what, what exactly do you? Oh, mean? I mean, uh, I mean playing it live. I think like oh yeah yeah yeah. I think on record, think... every song sort of exists in that time, and you know it, it's really playing it live when they either resurrect it or just sort of leave it as a eulogy or whatever in 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 the old albums or something if they choose yeah. to play it again or not. Yeah, you know, I know, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, I think it could i'd love to see it um i've seen it once before i saw it uh at the vegas show in 98 when um they played here in vegas and uh x opened up for them Mm -hmm. and they played it then uh and if i remember right it was in tune uh (laughs) (laughs) so no i i mean i think that they could i think they could bring it out like i said it's just uh for whatever reason maybe it's because it's only you know 90 seconds long that you know lucan gets played a lot more than habit yeah and you know, of any of those other, I mean, even really any of those real punky songs, they don't, you know, they don't play Spin the Black Circle a lot live. They don't play, I don't know if that's just because they're not wanting to, or if they think, you know, the general crowd of the audience doesn't want to hear it. I'd love to hear it. I always love it when they do that, you know, real punky stuff. It could also be that they just have so much other stuff to <laughs> to fit in there too. Yeah, it's well, it's a real the, sort of, you know, oh, do we play this or do we play this, you know? Well, that's right. And like I said, if you're if you're Ed and you're writing the you're writing the set list, you're thinking, well, if I put this about the fourth song, I've got nothing left. Of, you know, I've got nothing left in my voice for the, and I, and I don't want to put it in. So yeah, we just won't do it. Mm-hmm. We won't. We won't make a habit of playing habit. Ooh. See what I did? See what I did there? <laughs> it's a non-habitual song. <laughs> do we have anything else to? To add about this song, I think I'm exhausted. My uh, <laughs> my mental energy. Yeah, no, I mean it's it, it is it's uh it's it's a you know it's lyrically simple, and I I think that uh, but it's certainly a message to get that you know they wanted you to hear. And no, I don't think there's much else to mm-hmm. say about it. It's uh, I like it. I love it. All right. I want some more of it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeehaw. Thank- <laughs> yeah, exactly. I guess I, I guess I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm addicted to habit. There you go. I've got a problem. <laughs> well, do you have uh, an idea about something people can do, something nice people can do for for somebody else today after they hear this? Um, that's a great question. I think that, it, you know, how about you just make a point of saying thank you to somebody for whether they open the door, whether they. I don't know. Say hello to some, say hello to a stranger. There you go. Say hello to a stranger. Just say hi to someone. Yeah, there you go. Well, it, you 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 know that our paths are about to cross. So for about three seconds, take your eye off your phone, look me in the eye, and say hi. I'll do that to somebody today. Yeah, that's pretty much. <laughs> I think we got a little bit more than I was expecting with this song. So that's right. Good. Yeah. Well, you know, do it. Do do cut cut out what you want and do what you want. But it, it's a uh, it, it. I mean, it's you know. I know we're not. There isn't much to it, but it seems like there maybe really kind of is a lot to it. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's, there's only so much, I think, I think like after Vitology, I mean, they really sort of insulated themselves a whole lot more. And so there's not as much interviews or, you know, them promoting and talking about the albums and doing all that stuff to get into the research for, for stuff. I think maybe until some of the later 
maybe albums, more modern ones, because they're sort of like, oh, you know what? I think people have forgotten about this. Well, they're so, yeah, they're self-regulating it. You know, I really like what they did with the lightning bolt stuff that where they did those like uh, six or seven or five or six, whatever it was, like those power interviews. interviews. Yeah, I'd love, yeah. I'd love to see something like that come out for, for Gigaton. And maybe they will. It's just premature, you know, because that album's still not coming out for what, six weeks, five weeks? Another month, yeah. So maybe something like that will happen. But I thought those were great because they controlled it. You got to see what they thought about it. You saw some emotion. So you know, who knows? But you're right. I mean, they, maybe, maybe that's why they're doing, you know, more stuff like the Apollo gig and yeah. that sort of stuff. You know, I'm like, I'm not trying to be funny here. I mean, it probably will be funny, but like, do you think they'll play? I mean, it seems like the perfect venue for them to play WMA. Do you think they'll play WMA at the Apollo? I do. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, I'm, part of me's like, part of me's no, like, yeah, got yeah. Chip, but then part of me's like, why wouldn't it? Like you have to, right? I don't know. I don't know. I think, I think it kind of depends on what how how they're gonna go if if they're gonna if they the sort of or is it just gonna be playing gigaton and you know if you you know be in and out of there and you know whatever 90 minutes we'll play that new album and a couple other tracks and get out of there i don't i wonder yeah i I think it really depends on if their feelings like okay you know we're gonna we're, we're gonna do it we're gonna go political we're gonna rile people up we're gonna you know get people thinking and stuff or if they're just gonna be you know let's just get out there and play music and I don't know, kind of try to spread the word about the album and not step on too many toes or something. I don't know. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see because that now see what's the timing of that is that's not like the day before their Madison square garden show, or is it is, are those back to back? Are they doing the Apollo? Then they go do like Toronto and something. Then they come back to New York or is, are they back? Do you know if they're back to back? Oh, I'm not uh, off the top of my head. I don't know. I, I just know yeah. that it's the, like the night before, or whatever the, it's the album, for the comes, album out. comes out. Yeah, yeah. The twenty it's the twenty sixth and the album comes out the twenty seventh. Mm-hmm. Well, they'll do something with it. Maybe they'll probably film it or something like that. Well it'll or it'll, perhaps it'll be broadcast live on Sirius XM. Is that part because I know they're sponsoring No, it. yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it's 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 gonna be on Sirius, so Okay. Well I gotta make sure I I'm pretty sure the next day you'll be able to download it. Okay, perfect. Well, all right. I know we're all be on the twenty sixth then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it looks like they're uh it's right after it's their first US date after playing Canada. Okay. And then they do Madison Square Garden like the next night or something. No, then they two- uh they do Baltimore first and then Madison Square Garden, but there's a couple of oh, days inter- in between there, so or oh, just one day. Interesting. Oh hey, I could just hit stop on this and we could still talk. <laughs> right. Thanks for coming on, Rob uh, Bob. Crap. Thanks for coming on, Bob. Yeah, you got it, Brandon. Thanks for having me back. We'll we'll do it again. Better Band Podcast was produced by ListenUpReno.com and Brandon Palomo and published using a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 4.0 license. Please visit creativecommons.org or email listenupreno at gmail.com for more details. All music played is owned by the respective publishers and copyright holders and is reproduced for review purposes only under fair use. You can subscribe to the Better Band Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or from betterbandpod.com using your favorite podcast app. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at betterbandpod. I'm on Twitter at Brandon P. B-R-A-N-D-E-N-P. If you like the job I'm doing here, you can go to ko-fi.com slash Brandon P and leave me a $3 tip or give me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and don't forget to tell your friends. If you would like to be a guest on a future episode, send an email to betterbandpod at gmail.com or send any insights and stories you'd like to share and I'll read them on the season finale episode. 
Again, I'd like to thank my guest, Bob. And as always, this is Brandon saying, Omar G, you came and you found me a turkey on my vacation away from worky.